So this morning, uh, we have got Inspiration Ministries uh, with us, and um, first service, they did just such a great job. You're going you're gonna to really fall in love uh, with these guys. And so Andy, uh, he's, uh, he's the uh, brainchild, right? Come on up here, and uh, he's going to uh, introduce everybody and get it going. Thanks, Andy. Hey, good morning. There's a ton of people here. Sheesh. Hey, listen, say, I'm ready. I'm ready. One more time. Listen, a lot of information very quickly, okay? It's just one service. There's only so much we can tell you about the impact that the Lord Jesus Christ has had with Inspiration Ministries. But if you hear anything this morning, hear this. We are passionate about the gospel of Jesus Christ transforming lives. And I know what you're hearing Andy, uh, gosh, I've never even heard of you guys. Yeah, we don't have any homes in Fort Wayne, okay? We've been doing work for 12 years in DeKalb County and Noble County. We're one of the largest recovery housing providers in Northeast Indiana. We have 20 homes and 150 active beds. It's incredible. And I need you to know this. Are you listening? Say yeah. yeah. One more time. Jesus can do it. I'm telling you, 2007, I was sitting in a jail cell and a chaplain came in. Anybody know what a chaplain is? Yeah, when he walked in my cell, I didn't know what a chaplain was, okay? And I sat there and he looked at me and he said these words to me, Andy, I've read the paper. I know what you're facing. But let me tell you about a guy named Jesus. And he shared with me the redemptive power of Jesus Christ. And my, as my life was painted on the walls, and I read the newspaper, and I knew what the newspaper said, Andy Foster's life is over. The Lord Jesus Christ had a different story for my life. I accepted Jesus that day. And though I thought he was going to set the captives free, I still went to prison <laughs> for five years. And I recommend three to five for everybody. It'll change your life. But this is where we get to it. I met Jesus. He downloaded the idea of reaching the least, the last, the lost. It resonated with me because I was that guy. And then I got out in 2011 and my parents gave me a 1999 Mercury Sable. They put me in a single wide 60 foot trailer. My cousin gave me a concrete job. I had this vision for what I believe God wanted to do to impact lives. And I was like, God, I don't know what that looks like because I don't have anything, anything at all. But I trust you in what you wanna do. I don't believe that you gave me a vision for inspiration for no reason, and I'm trusting you to fulfill that. And then I had this epiphany. My parents gave me these things, and I just got done doing time with thousands of men who I knew were gonna get out of prison, and they weren't gonna get any of that. Their parents are in prison, their people are dead, have written them off, there is no way that they're gonna make it. 
And you know what the truth is, guys? They don't. They don't. What you see on the internet or read in the news, that 75 to 85% of the folks that get out of prison go back within the first three years, it's real. Because they have nothing. And yeah, did they set fire to everything that they had? Yes, they did. But I am telling you that the Lord Jesus Christ does not count their trespasses against them. I read that in a book somewhere. I read that in a book that was full of grace and salvation. And I absolutely understood what the Lord Jesus Christ could do with the life. I need you to know this morning that I am not just the hair club president. I am a member. I got out and was on 10 years of probation. We get punched in the jaw day after day because we stand up for the least, the last, and the lost. Because we know that the Lord Jesus Christ is using these men and women to change our communities. They're changing our churches. This morning is a super broad overview. You're going to hear guys sing. It's going to make you cry. I'm asking you this morning, by the grace of God, find a way to engage. Find a way to engage. We'll house over 300 people this calendar year. We have dozens of men and women graduating. They're getting their families back. They're being full-time moms and dads. We've had people buy houses from us that have graduated our recovery program. In the last four years, say four years. years. Say it again. We've had nearly 120 graduates from our nine-month recovery program. Crazy, crazy, loving Jesus. Listen to this. Less than 10% of those graduates have re-engaged in the criminal justice system. 10%. Now you go to somebody and that knows what I even know what the word recidivism means. And this is what they're going to tell you. There's no way that's true. I'm telling you right now it's absolutely true. The Lord Jesus Christ is restoring these men and women changing the trajectory of their lives. And hear me this morning. We need your help. He has called us to be ambassadors to the world. I'm a pretty passionate guy. I don't know if you sense that yet. It is because I believed with all my heart that my life was beyond redemption. The gospel of Jesus Christ told me otherwise. I emptied out my pockets. I took everything that I have. I gave it to him and said, whatever you can do, God, with this, here are my two mites. And God has blessed us more than we could ever, ever Ask or think. Don't leave here without getting to know us, finding ways to engage. But take this away 
Inspiration Ministry, I don't know who they are. You can just tell people, he was really loud. I didn't hear actually anything that he said. But I can tell you this, they are passionate about Jesus. You make sure that that's your takeaway today. Amen. We appreciate so much the opportunity to be here this morning. I am, I'm just the hype guy this morning. Uh, and I'm excited to introduce, I got 35 staff. I'm blessed, beyond blessed. It's crazy. It's awesome. God is so good. And I want to get things started. So I, I want you to put your hands together for the director of operations for our men's recovery ministry, Mr. Brock Bytart. Thanks, brother. Well, good morning. <laughs> I love his energy. So eight years ago, a little over eight years ago now, eight and a half, I submitted my life to Jesus Christ as my Lord. I was in a jail cell, and I had busted up everything in my life because of my sin, addiction, rebellious living, totally opposed to the gospel for 35 years of my life. And I submitted my life to Jesus Christ as Lord, and he started changing me. Now, I was sitting in jail at the time, so I, I had some consequences coming for some possession of drugs and for an assault. And I had to pay for those consequences. And I, I had sentencing coming up, and I was praying to God. I said, I know I have to pay for these consequences, but will you allow me into a place where I can see what it looks like to live a different way? Because I'm reading your word, and I just, I, can you surround me with men that are going to guide me and direct me, disciple me in a way to live, so that I know what it looks like to actually live this out, to walk it out? And he allowed me entrance into this program. This was in Minnesota. Uh, similar to inspiration, and it was, they call furlough before sentencing, right? So I still had sentencing coming up, and I had to sign a deal. It was for five years. I had to sign off for five years, which was like, I'm like, I was all right with that. For those of you that have maybe spent some time in prison, I was like, eight years of my life had already been in behind bars. So I was like, eh, what's five years? No big deal. Sounds crazy, doesn't it? But that's kind of what, what my life had kind of been to. But I was, I was at this place where I'm like, I believe the gospel. I believe there was freedom. And I didn't care. Like, I just wanted to know what it looked like to live it out so that I wouldn't go back to my old ways when I was locked up in prison. And so six months, I just, I gave my whole heart. I'm like, okay, and that chapel every morning, you know, five days a week and biblical, like, foundational classes and all this stuff. And I was just growing Growing and knowing who God was, and then that solidified my identity and who I was then. And I started walking it out more and more, and I was praying to God, like, whatever happens. You know, six months came, and I had to go to this sentencing. And it was already in the books. I already signed a deal for five years. So it was like going through the motions if you go into the courtroom. And I walked into this courtroom, and it was packed, packed with people. And I was like, what is going on here? And here they have, they have a law school in this town. This is in Winona, Minnesota. And they had a field trip day for the going to be lawyers, going to be judges for that law school they were sitting in to observe the courtroom setting. 
<laughs> I looked up and laughed a little bit. Okay, Lord, I get it. You want to make an example because I know my past and I know. Okay, I, yep, just allow me to speak with clarity and boldness when you give me an opportunity to. And I sit down and I was supposed to have this judge that I'd never had before, which was a real anomaly. And her name was Nancy Beitner, and I, I was walking up there, and I look up, and it's Robert Thompson, old Judge Rob Thompson. I've been in front of him probably 50 times since I was 15. He's heard every story from me. He's heard everything. Oh, I'll do different. I'll do it. And he's looking at my past, and he's heard it from me. And I, once again, I looked up and said, I get it, Lord. Just let me speak boldly. <laughs> and... Uh, we went through the motions um, of this is what he's sentenced to, five years, um, plead guilty, yes. And uh, he said, do you have anything to say on your behalf, Mr. Beitart? And I stood up <laughs> and I said, your honor, um, I know what you're looking at right now. I know you're looking at my past and what used to define me, and you've even heard it from my mouth to you that I was going to do something different with my life. And I want you to know, six months ago, I gave my life to Jesus Christ as Lord. And I want the rest of my life to be defined by that decision that I made. I'm going to tell people that are walking in the same darkness that I once walked in, down the path of addiction and sin, and bring them and connect them to the glorious light and salvation that's found in Jesus Christ. That's what the rest of my life I want to be defined with. And I sat down. <laughs> He leans back in his, his chair, and he goes, funny thing is, this morning, uh, a colleague of mine, another judge, handed me this piece of paper, and I think it's for you. It's an Oscar Wilde quote, of all people. It said, every sinner has a future, and every saint has a past. And I think you're walking in saint shoes now. And I'm going to keep it that way. I'm going to give you three years probation. I'm going to dissuade. I'm going to throw off on the table this plea agreement that you gave, and I'm going to allow you to have three years probation and finish the program you're in. <laughs> and I think about grace and the, the grace that was shown, because I know, I know who was like, who had the gavel that day, and it was the Lord. But I'll tell you what, that grace stirred in me a desire to connect men that are walking down the same path I was walking down to the freedom that's found in Jesus Christ when they submit to him as Lord. And I get the honor and privilege of walking alongside these men and allowing God and seeing God move and interact in their hearts, set them free. So I get the honor and privilege of introducing the Inspiration Choir. Now, with, uh, with uh, the time that you submit your life to Jesus Christ as Lord, there's still a process that happens. You start uh, this new life and start walking this out. And there's some old residual things that you're like, well, this is how I've dealt with life. This is how I've dealt with relationships. This is how I've done things. And God wants us to be freed up from that old way of life as we walk into, step into the light you know, truth and light are synonymous in the Bible. Because light 
it exposes things for what it truly is. And truth does the same thing. And when we start exposing ourselves to the light, because Jesus is the light of the world, and his word is truth, we start allowing that truth to expose what's in our heart. And when I get to walk alongside these men, we start seeing as they engulf themselves in God's word and start walking it out, they start seeing, oh, this is something that's controlled me. This has been in my heart for the sum total of my life. I can start walking now in freedom as I apply his word. And through that process, it's not so easy. It's a, a messy process. So I talk about discipleship. It's, it's awesome, it's good, it's sucky, it's hard. <laughs> And it's all balled into one, and it's amazing. But it's tough, but it's worth it. And we get to see Jesus connect these guys to the freedom that's found in the truth of the gospel. So um, we're going to start off. These guys are going to sing some songs to you. You guys ready for that? (laughs) Brad, why don't you lead us off? All my hope.
Isn't that amazing? <laughs> Praise God. Uh, I wanted to, to share this with you. I shared this uh, in the first service. Um, we, uh, you know, me and my wife have been uh, part of Inspiration Ministries for like four years now. And uh, there was a guy there who volunteered. He was very faithful, um, just, uh, just sewing into the men, just being there, um, being a, a driver, being a discipler, just being a guy that was, was there. He just had his hand up and he said, here I am. Um, and it was Bill Marino. Um, you know, he passed a little while ago, and I just wanted to acknowledge, you know, him as a member of your church and just the way that he, he volunteered his time. He just gave his time in partnership um, and just the faithfulness of him. And, you know, somebody called uh, me and my wife up and gave an idea. They said, um, would you bring the choir to come sing outside Bill's window? <laughs> and if they did, they were like, yeah, we're all for it. And uh, so we sang outside of his window, and uh, it was amazing to see, you know, as these men were singing, you know, I think about come to the altar, as he was able to step into that, you know, he was preparing himself to step into the presence of the Lord. He got to be ushered in by voices, reminding him, of who he was and where he was going, his destiny in eternity. And Bill, just an encouragement. I know Lisa, I know Bo, Victoria, you guys are out there. I know it's uh, just a time, uh, you know, where holidays are around and it's tough. Um, just because of his joyous attitude. But his faithfulness, even in that moment as he's, you know, going through the pain ravages of, uh, of cancer and he was yelling out to these men. <laughs> you guys are good men. I encourage you. Keep seeking after. Keep your eyes on the Lord. You'll never go wrong. Just a, a faithful follower in Jesus Christ. And he sowed into these men. So I just wanted to acknowledge that and know, um, Lisa, we're praying for you and your family, you know, in this time. Um... You know, testimonies, you know, it's a, it's a way for us to, to proclaim what Christ has done in our lives. And sometimes God uses this also in a way to overcome, you know, it says we'll overcome by the word of, or the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. You know, in the first place, the blood of the lamb acknowledging that he's made payment in full for our sins. But then when we step out and say, this is what Jesus has done for me. This is a personal thing. I believe in him, and this is what he's done. He has transformed my life, my heart. And it's tough sometimes to step out and do that, especially initially, just to go, this is what it is. But sometimes that, that kills that old man. It kills that old identity, that old thing that used to bind us and hold us down to the world. God wants to free us up, free us up in Christ, to live untethered to the world and for his glory. <laughs> so let's give a round of applause as Chuck comes down and gives a testimony. Good morning. Um, uh, as you know, my name is Chuck. Uh, started this program in Inspiration February the 
10th of this year. Uh, uh, I'm blessed that, you know, I finally graduated, you know, the nine-month program. Uh, and what God has done in my life in between that time has been nothing short of miraculous. I mean, you know, yeah, he overcame the addiction that I brought upon myself, but the program is way more than that. It's, it's just, that's, I mean, God did that with just a snap of his fingers, you know, but what he did in my life was show me what being humble is all about. Uh, you know, like you said, coming to choir, you know, yeah, it was arms crossed, hard stares, like, man, I'm not going to do no singing. But, <laughs> you know, but I've performed a few solos of my own, you know, since being in the choir. And it's like stepping outside the box, you know, it makes you, it makes you see that old person and know that you just really grew up, you know, regardless what age you are, you know. And God's blessings in my life are just, it's just the things that I take away from what God does in my life is just, it's what keeps the fire burning in me. It's what keeps every day glorified through him, you know. It's what takes away the sorrows, the hard days, the rough days. It, it, every day is a blessing as long as God is in my life, you know. And he blessed me to have the opportunity to be outside of Bill's house and, and sing for him that day. And it, what it did in me, it just brought tears to my eyes. It, it, No one. <laughs> Knowing that he was instrument, instrumental in Inspiration Ministries and how much he meant to so many people, you know, it made me feel really blessed to have the opportunity to be there in his last days as he went on to be with God. <laughs> And I don't think there's anything else you could ask for, you know. God's... Oh, man. Uh, God's blessings are, are all I live for. You know, I live for the blessings of being able to be in the sight of God, knowing that I'm walking with God, knowing that the old me is so far gone, you know. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not a stranger to prison, you know, because I've served 17 and a half years in prison, you know. And God was right there with me through them all, you know, because I wasn't Mr. Tough Guy, you know. And in the 17 and a half years that I was in prison, I saw a lot of people lose their lives. I saw a lot of people lose limbs or lose sight or become invalid, you know, from whatever situations they got themselves into. But I went through that thing and I went through that place for 17 and a half years unscathed, you know, and I owe it all to God, you know. And I got out here and uh, <clears throat> even after I fell again, after getting out of prison, you know, lift finding Inspiration Ministries was, was the diamond in the rough, you know. 
and it's been shining in me ever since. You know, like I said, I've graduated the program, and in 54 years, I've never had a driver's license, but now I do. You know. I got a job that I enjoy doing. You know, people that work that I enjoy being around, they sometimes may not enjoy being around me, but I love it, you know? And I mean, like I said, I just couldn't ask for anything more. You know, God is doing so much in my life. And like I've told a lot of people, I'm more optimistic now about my future than I was 20 years ago. And that's only because now I know Jesus. It's amazing to hear God's restorative power. Our identity, one of the identifying markers is redeemed. And it says in his word that he's a redeemer of the time. I, I always wondered what that meant because I had broken, busted up, just as Chuck stated, just wrecked, been a ravage to people, relationships, things in my past. And I was like, how are you going to redeem this? And he does. Because he's a redeemer and a restorer. What the locusts have eaten, he will restore those things. As we step into an abiding relationship with him, he starts implanting in us peace. So we can walk through this life peacefully understanding that we have eternity set before us. And he gives us a purpose, the true purpose of what it looks like to be a light and salt to this world. And so Josh is going to lead us in uh, redeemed right now. On Josh.
What an amazing thing to see uh, God at work transforming lives. Love it. So amazing to watch and be a part of. And here's an invitation. Um, Mentors, if you feel the Lord is tugging on your heart, where you're like, I'd really like to to disciple. I I feel like the Lord's really moved in me um, this morning. Maybe it's, hey, I could be a part. Maybe it's, uh, we got some opportunities, dinner with friends, windows of engagement, just to come around and be around our men and also our women. So it's an invitation. If you do feel that, there's a, a table out there with all the information you need and some cards and some people to talk to, just to, to allow that to be something that you go, you know what, I, I want to do something. I feel like this would be a good ministry to sow into, um, just seeing these men walking alongside in the amazing messiness, awesomeness of that discipleship process. But also, you know, as you see all these men up here, um, uh, we knew there was also a need uh, for women and for a women's ministry in the same light. Um, so four years ago, they opened up a women's ministry, and I get the honor and privilege of welcoming up uh, Michelle, who is the director. It's a little worrisome walking up here, and it's shaking. Good morning. I am redeemed. Aren't those beautiful words? Because of Jesus. And, you know, Andy has shared it and Brock has shared it. We've been singing about who Jesus is. I am a recovering Pharisee. The Pharisees who know all the rules know the 613 laws and followed them to a T and made sure everyone knew it. My parents came to know Jesus when I was two years old. When I was seven, I accepted Jesus. I made the choice for myself for Jesus to be my Lord. And I grew up in a Christian home and I went to a Bible school and I loved Jesus very much. So I had this pretty decent upbringing. Who am I to lead a women's ministry for these women who are hurting, experiencing trauma and shame, coming out of addictions? Jesus reminded me and he pointed me to a scripture. I'm going to share that with you in Philippians 3. It's Paul talking about having confidence, but in the flesh. Though I myself have reason for confidence in the flesh also, if anyone else thinks he has a reason for confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as to the law, a Pharisee. As to zeal, a persecutor of the church as to righteousness under the law, blameless, but whatever I have gained, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth 
of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Put to deeds of the flesh, because Jesus is my everything, and that's who I have to share. As we opened up the, as we were preparing to open up the women's home, the women's program in 2020, the Lord gave us a scripture, and I really have wanted this to be the foundation of the program, and And every time I look at it, I'm like, yeah, it is. Because there's a lot of truth here, and it talks about hope. This is in Romans 5. It says, therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Has God's love been poured into your heart? Do you know his love? Do you know what it means to count all things as loss for the sake of knowing Jesus Christ? Then we have that to share with any man or woman, no matter what they have walked through. In 2 Corinthians 1, it talks about the comfort of being comforted by the Holy Spirit, so that in any affliction, not just the affliction that I've walked through, but any affliction, I can comfort others because of the Holy Spirit and because of Jesus Christ. And that is who we share. So we do invite you and ask. We have need for mentors for our women and men, for people to come alongside and remind them how much Jesus loves them because we know the love that Jesus has given us. And for those who are Pharisees, we recognize that Jesus has saved us too. And we walk in his grace and his love. And he's cleaned us from our ugliness. I want to invite up Stacy, who is getting ready to graduate in January from the nine-month women's program. And uh, it's just, it is, as as Brock says, it's such a joy to walk next to these men and women. And it is hard in the discipleship with them because things get ugly. And women are different than men. We have our own situations we walk through. And then there's the reward of seeing what Jesus does. And as they receive his hope and his love in his truth and his life and walk in it, it is beyond any reward. 
So I want you to hear Stacy's story now. Hi. <laughs> um, I was in addiction for three and a half years and was just not even living my life. Um, <clears throat> I came to know Jesus when I came to the program, um, and he changed my life so much, and I'm so much happier. <laughs> I have so much joy in my heart, and I love it. Like, <laughs> it has done everything for me. Um, but when I did come here, I was scared. I fought it with my mom. My mom got me into the program, and I didn't want to come. I spent three days back and forth, like, I'm not going, I'm going, I'm not going, I'm going. <laughs> so I finally decided that it was time for me to change. And when I came here, I, I had a black eye. I was beat up. Um, it was pretty bad. So, but now I just, I have my, my heart is open for Jesus and my heart is open for loving all the girls in the house and everybody that is going through things and you're not alone. <laughs> Trust me. Um, but I plan for the future to go to graduate housing with one of my best friends, and I'm excited for it. I graduate in January. So, and I've been seven months sober. This month will be eight. <laughs> and I just want to thank Michelle for, you know, opening our heart for, to me and loving me and Andy and Kirsten for loving me also, so. It's amazing to hear just God's, God's power, the gospel, when it intersects our heart and these men and women, they submit their life to it and they get set on the rock, right? The rock of Christ. Now, we understand and recognize that there's still a process, and sometimes there's stuff, consequences that they have to go through, and, and life just isn't like, oh, it's good, everything's perfect and peaceful. We recognize that there's a process that walks through. But when they're standing on the rock of Christ, they can make that stand, knowing and starting to engulf themselves in God's word of truth, allowing that truth to be something that they preach to their heart. Allowing even when they go through hard times or the circumstances or the, the consequences of their past that they have to deal with now, to stand on his truth and to preach that truth like we all need to do into our hearts and into our minds so that we can sing with confidence that we are changed and made new because of Christ. And something we need to tell ourselves. Too often we listen to our feelings when we should be telling our feelings the truth. And so we can stand on that truth. And Tyrese is going to lead us in the song, The Stand. Can everybody actually stand up for this?
grateful believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. My name's Chris, and I've been brought out of the darkness and into the beautiful light of Jesus Christ. My name's Riley, and I've been saved by the love of Jesus. My name's Dwayne. I'm a grateful believer, and I was saved by the blood of Jesus. My name is Michael, and I've been delivered by the blood of Christ. My name is Vernon. Jesus died on the cross to save my soul. And I'm Tyrese, and I've been broken from the chains of addiction. I'll stand with arms high and heart abandoned in all of the one who gave it all. I'll stand my soul, Lord, to you surrender all I am is yours. All I am is yours. Could that be our prayer this morning? All I am is yours. You can be seated if you'd like. 
I trust this morning you've had an opportunity to maybe see and experience the variety of God's children in maybe a different way than is typical. You've had a chance to meet my wife, Michelle. My name is Don Harvey. I serve as the, the vice president and the board chairman for Inspiration Ministries. And it's my pleasure and it's been my honor to watch and see God do something far beyond what I could have thought or imagined. When I sat with Andy just a couple months after he got out of prison in the booth of a coffee shop <laughs> all day long, sharing our stories with one another, uh, and God knitted our hearts together that day, and it was crystal clear in my mind when I went home that night that God had called me to be this man's friend. And my wife and I were just church folks. No prison, no jail. But like her, I too am a recovering Pharisee. It's been two weeks since my last critical judgment. <laughs> Forgive me. Let me share a scripture with you if I could. And I'll bring this home. This is out of Colossians chapter 1. And you who were once alienated and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds, he is now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death. That's really all of us. Can I say that there really is no us and they and we and them? There's no division. As children of God, we're part of the same family. Amen. Children together. I love Ephesians when it talks about the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. We're united together. We may look different. We may have different pasts, different experiences, but we're all one. And it's really important for us. You know, we're all seated at the table that's been presented before us. And when, when they went out, to the highways and byways and brought in whomever, God is not a respecter of persons. And so let us not be either. It goes on to say, he was now reconciled in his body of the flesh by his death in order to present you. And men, listen, I'm going to talk to you this morning too. In order to spend, present you. Listen, holy and blameless and above reproach in his sight. I want you to be reminded that that's how he sees you this morning. Blameless, holy, and above reproach in his sight. Thank goodness that's the promise for all of us in his blood. Holy, blameless, and above reproach in his sight, if indeed you continue in the faith, stable and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel. Andy shared that it is the hope of the gospel of Jesus Christ that we do and we serve the way that we do. It has certainly been my honor for God to continue to remind me over the last 12 years of the hope of his gospel. It's funny how when you go and serve men and women, how many other than just me, when you serve men and women, 
you end up being blessed and served yourself. We, we go out sometimes and are deceived maybe that we're going to help transform somebody else. And in the process, we become transformed. I would have never thought 12 years ago having that conversation that I would be here. That four years ago, I would transition from work and risk and take a leap of faith and jump in full-time with my wife into ministry. Mike, thank you. Mike Roy, good friend of mine who is here in this church, believe it or not, blessed me by taking my old job so that I could do this (laughs) full-time. And I am blessed. But I want you to know that we are in this together. And please, that idea of unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace, that we can be collectively together, men and women, children of the Lord, one body, one God and Father, one Spirit, regardless of what we look like and our pasts and our circumstances, and that we all, that we all, by his blood, stand now holy, blameless, and above reproach in his sight, in his sight. So thank you for having us this morning. I hope it's been a blessing to you. Paul. Well, as we, uh, as we bring our service to close, I just want to remind you that Lord Jesus Christ has come to seek and to save the lost, and those that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Do you want to be saved this morning? You came in here and you realize that you're not right with the Lord The gospel is simply that we turn to Christ, we say yes to him, we receive the gift of salvation. Salvation is not a reward. Salvation is a gift, and we're receiving this gift. And if you would like to receive the gift of God, you can do that this morning. Don't leave here knowing that you're not right with the Lord. I believe the Lord has brought you here by his sovereign grace to hear the glorious truth that the Lord Jesus Christ loves you. And all he is asking you to do is simply turn to him and take the gift that he has. I want to give you that opportunity to do that right now. Do you want to be saved? Let's just do it right now. And all I ask is that you raise your hand, and I'm going to pray for you. Is there anybody here this morning? You know you're not right with the Lord. You want to be right with the Lord. You want to say yes to Christ. And just raise your hand. And I'm... I'm going to pray for you. Is there anybody here this morning that you want to say yes to the Lord? Today is a day of salvation. Well, for those of us who are the followers of Christ, oh, what a glorious gift we can rejoice in. And I pray that you're rejoicing in that gift all week long. Shall we stand? Well, the Lord bless you and the Lord keep you. May the Lord's face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May he lift up his countenance upon you this week and give you peace.
Oh, God bless you guys. Let's walk in the strength of the gospel. Let's live Christ-glorifying lives all week long. God bless. You're dismissed.